Another day, another dollar. Seems weird how that phrase stuck around, especially considering the moniker dollar hasn't been used for any major currency in 400 years. But we all understand the meaning. The trials and tribulations of each day, no matter how unique they might seem on the surface, are very similar to each other. So similar, in fact, that the person with a soul overcome with cynicism might stop seeing the value in the surface-level differences and become disinterested with life. Either that, or it's a phrase to describe just how much being employed to someone stinks. But this is another day, and I'm earning my another dollar. Or several thousand credits that are not actually being funneled into an account that I have personal use of. My greed often regrets that. But we are not here to talk about me, although my pride does force me to, a little. No, we are here to talk about the usual thing clad in another costume. It seems like every time we put out a fire, another one springs up. Or rather, we just find another fire that's been going for months that no one ever had the temerity to fix. Thousands, millions of people suffering, and I have taken it upon myself and my organization to ease said suffering. In the first name, I, I really wish things could be quieter. Needless to say, my first instinct wasn't just to go and record this entry. I've been at this too long. Usually my commentaries are done in media res, where the decision-making process is well underway and there's a hefty contingent of brave souls and expensive goods on their way to fix whatever the local monster of the week is. I don't think I've made that all too clear, and it's probably made me seem more callous as a result. Anyone can talk about tragedy. By Our Lady of Shadows, there's probably millions of people out there doing that right now, and they're a good deal more entertaining about it than me. They have videos, even sound effects. I just have my voice and my experience. But even though they are better at this whole talking nonsense, they do not bear sin for their inaction. No, some random bastard off in Eridani is only responsible for tragedies in the Eastern Rim in the most marginal of senses. But me, a bastard whose words people seem to hang on to? No, not just people, but the a whole apparatus of power, an artificial god. Well, there's responsibility right there, and sin if I do nothing. So I do things. Unaccountable things, at least unaccountable to the public. Of that you can be sure. And now, back to your usual scheduled programming. It cried for the silence. There had always been so much noise, so much music. Every flick of the whisker brought a symphony of sensation, a sense of belonging. To be, to act, there had never been a question of anything before. And now here before the beast was a wasteland, sensationless, filled to the brim, with nothing but the tingling prick of uncertainty. What was there to do? Where was there to go? The time before had been so much better, and now placed upon its mind was a curse so strong that the paradise of the past could never be restored. The questions had to be answered, but the fragment of chaos knew not how. I was surprised when I received a vision about this. Usually, the Averia are not all that interested in minor destructive phenomena, so 
most of the time when I get visions of the minds of monsters, well, they, they come from the monsters themselves. That was never the case here. I've examined my dream this way, that way, and I can't make heads or tails of its origin. Very strange and worrying, so I've booked another doctor's appointment for this afternoon to make sure I haven't gone completely crazy. But, of course, as is my curse, the vision is received of miserable solitude from the whole, closely mirroring the reality of the situation on New Lahasa. A nightmare, really. Almost of the entire surface of the planet has been swept clean by what we've come to call the Shadow Tide in our usual lack of creativity. Because that's what it is, a great rolling wave of inky blackness, a thousand times darker than the depths of night. This enigma appeared during the end of the Great War, as most of the anomalies we found did, and destroyed almost all of the planet's infrastructure and wildlife in the span of one day. Official records label the planet as having fallen to Our Lady, and no significant investigation was made into its well-being until 13 years ago, when an official survey vessel found the planet devastated and uninhabitable, with trace electrical signals being dispatched by broken-down machinery. No drones were sent out based solely on the principle of economic efficiency. So, for pretty much all of my life, New Lahasa was a corpse world. Another nothing. Of course, that wasn't the case. You ought to never underestimate the sheer adaptability of humans. Turns out that just before the Shadow Tide consumed the planet, the local government dug a series of interconnected tunnels and independent bunkers for use by a select group of survivors. Not only that, but they perfected a type of laser light dispenser that could batter back the tide before it overwhelmed their new settlements. So, 30,000 people have languished on the devastated and desecrated planet, their days punctuated by a raging, screaming tide of darkness. And nobody knew. Well, so somebody knew somewhere. I will not disclose who, of course. The type of informant that brings such knowledge to me on a civil platter is not one to be discredited by telling the world their name. But yes, a human informant. How could they possibly know about the catastrophe? Were they a merchant, a, a pirate, or favorite of Our Lady? I do not know, but I suspect that they were... Oh, okay. Let's get it out of the way. A tunnel network specifically built to repel a ravaging tide of darkness. Isn't that in the least bit suspicious? Well, on the face of it, no. New Lahasa was born in the dark days of the War in Heaven, and there was ample reason that they might have constructed defensive structures so that, if the world was bombed, they would have a place to hide and live. Dozens of relatively well-developed worlds created their own net bunker network for pretty much the exact same reason. But then there's the problem. The cinch, if you may. See, the thing that keeps the Shadow Tide out of the bunkers in Nulhasa is not, crucially, the bunker bit. Drone investigation has revealed that most of the pre-war tunnels that lay beneath Nulahasa's dead cities were desecrated in much the same way as the surface. No, what keeps the tide from destroying the little bunker network is not regular run-of-the-mill defense, but in fact a complicated series of light refractors that have not seen use anywhere else in the human galaxy for any reason. The base tech borrows on standard astronomy and laser discoveries, but, well, let's just say that the numbers don't add up. 
If you took old laser mining tech and tinkered with it to create the devices used in the bunker network, you could probably get it done in a couple of weeks. Fairly quick, right? But two weeks. Extrapolating timing is one tricky thing when it comes to New Lahasa, but it's possible. We bribed them. We secured some old administrative records regarding planting on the on the planet, what orchards were constructed when, did some interviews with natives, and then set our drones to collect samples. Apparently, the shadow tide has been avoiding latitudes close to the poles ever since its first appearance, meaning that we might be able to extrapolate via carbon dating. I, I, I barely know what I'm talking about. Long story short, what orchids were... It seems that the night the night that the shadow tide appeared was not, strangely, the same date as when construction began on the bunkers. Nor was it, again, quite strangely, the same date as evacuation orders were issued. There's a two-week gap between the last official off-world message and the first appearance of the tide. Two weeks. A very suspicious time period indeed. Alongside the strangeness of my informant, it makes one think that there was another hand behind this anomaly, something besides the usual machinations of demons and gods. A hand coated in flesh, fingernails, and, if it's pretentious enough, a glove. A human hand. But we have nothing more to report on that front. And after all, that's the less important front anyway. There's likely some human malefactor on the run here, yes. In all likelihood, there are several corrupt or compromised elements in the remaining government that seek, for whatever reason, to further the Shadow Tide's reach. Or something. But we're the silent skies, aren't we? And we know what our priorities have to be. Even though investigation is more interesting and knowledge is, after all, power, we have a duty to the remaining colonists under Lhasa to get them off such a dangerous, terrible rock as the one they reside on now. So that's where our efforts are mostly at. Most strong on the local government one way or the other. HGC's authority be damned.